This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to another mini-sode episode of, or I guess it's just mini-sode, a mini-sode of Bananas yeah, with that's right. Scotty Landis. And that is Kurt Brownholer. And we've done this before. And it is Scotty Landis's birthday today yes, when we record this. Yes. Happy birthday, pal. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I I realized, I was thinking this morning of what my perfect birthday would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I think. Okay. I plan a huge party for all my friends that starts at noon uh-huh. and goes until it goes. I pay for everything. And while that's happening... I'm in a tent alone in the Redwoods by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would be, I, would, I want my friends and the people I love to have a great day. And I just want to be holed up somewhere beautiful doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's me. But uh, thank you. And uh, thanks for the Instagram birthday wish. Yeah, of course. I remember wanting to do a thing that I, I couldn't tell if it was a good idea or like an egotistical idea where just because at parties, at birthday parties, especially when you want to talk to people, you never get a chance to really talk to people at birthday Correct. parties. Yeah. Because there's so many people. It's just like, oh, you, oh, another person, you know. Yeah. It's like um, a wedding. So you schedule somebody for every like 15 or 30 minutes and you're just at one place like i'm gonna be at this bar for eight hours great idea and then people just come and they have like a 30 minute slot or whatever and they can hang out continue to hang out but just know that i'm gonna be talking to the next person great idea i would do that would you Maybe. I would be slot number one. You know me. I show up to parties first all the time if I can because I like to help set up. And then I also like to definitely check in with the host before the melee starts. I love that idea. That sounds fun. I... uh, Yesterday, so my brother-in-law's in town visiting from Maryland, which has been really nice. So we hung out yesterday, and we went to um, – we watched the Baltimore Ravens, the football team. Yeah. His first game was yesterday. So, you know, L.A. is such a weird sports town because people love the Lakers, and they love the Dodgers. And then they kind of, everybody else is from somewhere else. So right. when you go to – if you go to a football – bar a sports bar in cleveland every single person there is dressed as the cleveland browns they're watching the browns game they're cheering for the browns in la everybody's got a different jersey everybody's got a different team nobody's cheering for the rams or the chargers so we go to this bar up in pasadena that i'd never been to before for sports and we get a really good two stools facing a tv that's going to have the ravens jets game on 
and let's say there's 25 TVs in this bar. And I know you hate bars and TVs. Sure do. So every faction has a different TV area. (laughs) So the Raiders fans are watching the Raiders games. The Niners fans are watching the Niners games. The Dolphins. And it's really because it's L.A. It's There's like four or five people for every TV. Then about 20 minutes into the game, the TVs just start randomly switching positions. So like our, yeah, so like the Dolphins game becomes the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game becomes the Raiders games. And people are like, hey! And so, and then our game, the Ravens game, became a show about truck drivers (laughs) on cliffs. So no football at all. So Alex and I are laughing so hard because we're like, we didn't even get a football game. And the good part is, and so I stand up on my stool and just point at the TV. That's my protest. Uh-huh. That I'm wearing a purple shirt and I'm pointing at what was the Ravens game, <laughs> but they were playing the Jets. And so the Jets fans are New Yorkers. And so they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> they go find the manager and the, this manager's running around with a remote and he's got sweat stains everywhere oh. at 10 a.m. because he's just getting barked at by f- like 150 pissed off football fans on day one of the NFL. <laughs> And then the whole time, I'm just standing and pointing at my screen. And then they finally put it back on. And we're like, yes! And then it happened again. <gasps> Was it someone then, with a remote con- with a universal remote fucking with everyone? People kept going up to this manager. And this guy was in his 50s, older white dude, and just in over his head, understaffed. Clearly did not know that this bar would be that packed out on the first week of football. And I think people were like, can we get the... You know, whatever, a Falcons game on this screen, and then he would attempt to do it, and whatever the switcher was, would just, TVs would just change. Oh, so he was and, just trying to get another TV, and oh yes. my God. And so other people started doing what I was doing, so I'm just looking around this bar, and there's just grown men and grown women pointing at TV screens silently at the one that they want to match the jersey they're wearing, and I'm like, we've gotten to this point. It's like when you go to Chipotle and you point at all the things. You're like, I want guacamole, and they're like, yes, I serve it 10,000 times a day. You don't have to point at the guacamole. I know where it is, of all these things. Guacamole? I'm just like, Ravens, football, football, please. Anyways, Ravens won. It was fun. Oh, I love that. Do you remember? Uh, We've talked about it on the pod, but do you remember when I had that universal kill switch for TVs? Yes, I do. You just hit one button and all the TVs would turn off and I would take it to bars. It was the best. It was so wonderful. One of the first times you and I hung out solo was after an improv class, level one, that you were teaching that I was taking. And we went to a bar that was a dive bar on the west side. And it was called something like Siberia mm-hmm. or Antarctica. It was like down, down like. underneath, underground. Yes. Yep. And they had a TV on, and you were living. Yeah, because like, it was like a cool. In. It was like a cool yes. underground bar. It's like, why the fuck would they have a TV on in here? I think we only stayed because it was snowing or raining. But it was like I saw that side of you for the first time, and I was like, <laughs> this dude hates TVs. <laughs> I do work in the TV industry. <laughs> yeah. Turn that off. No ratings. Um, but I'm on the same page as you. I they find they're incredibly distracted. I think I feel like if it's not if it's a sports bar, I get it. You know, I'm not gonna go there because I don't want to have the distraction sure. of a TV. That's right. Right? But let's just keep normal TVs out of just regular places. We don't need a TV everywhere we go. That and especially at like it's funny you said that because like agreed you go to sports bar sports are on you yeah. know it you go to certain things you, get it. you don't go to a hookah lounge and complain about the smoke right like, sometimes you're going to get there but sometimes like at gentlemen's clubs they do have sports on and you're like 
guys. <laughs> Can you just focus? <laughs> there are breasts and vaginas abound. Can we just let the game go today? <laughs> you don't tip the TV. So the minisodes, for if anyone's listening to their first minisode right now, it's usually where we take your confessions and your stories. We tell our yes. confessions, our stories. Yes. And uh, Scotty, you got something for us? I do. I have a few. Um, let me do this one. Okay. So the prompts were weirdest night of my life. Perfect. Or secret friends. Love it. And I know secret friends, and we got a couple of these, but I know that seems like cheating, but I actually wasn't intending cheating because I just have people that, I have friends that you don't know I have. Oh, yeah. And it's not, they just live other places. Like, I'm sure you have friends in Europe that I'll never meet that you're like, yeah, that guy's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and when you when you go to Germany, you probably hang out with that person for a night. It's very fun. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so this one, I think, oh yeah, it does fall under secret friends. Hey, secret banana friend. boys, secret friend. Hey, banana boys, I'm a day one banana Reno or murder banana, whatever you prefer. Kurt, uh, murder banana. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Most people say banana Reno, and no one's ever said murder banana. <laughs> murder banana is very funny. <laughs> So this person's a day one Bananarino murder banana, or whatever you prefer. I have to confess something that no one in my life knows about. This is re. This is referring to the secret friends. Okay. Uh, I'll get to it because I know you're very vi- busy people. Thank you so much. <laughs> my friend managed a pizza hut in my town. Shout out to Kumkari. To Kumkari. Okay. To Kumkari. I probably. That sounds cool. Uh, my friend managed a pizza hut in my hometown. Shout out to Kumkari for a few years, and I would occasionally stop by for free pizza hookups. One night, he gave me two pizzas instead of one, and on my drive home, I saw a man sitting on the curb and decided to be a good Samaritan. I parked and approached him and offered him a entire cheese pizza, and he gladly accepted Yeah, that's a good deal. Very kind. Yeah. Also, as I'm saying this, I, it reminded me of a story. Me too. Uh, me too. I have one. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, end of story, right? Wrong. <laughs> this is, I like this writing. Uh, I did this every week for almost four months. I didn't tell my then partner because I was worried he would tell me not to approach strange, strange men and give them free pizzas. <laughs> and I didn't tell my friend a Pizza Hut because I didn't want to pay for the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great. This is a good Samaritan. Yeah, this is definition great. of. I like this. Uh, I was, but also sneaky, thing. like a sneaky yeah. Samaritan, secret friend. You know, it's like I do enjoy lying uh, and helping. <laughs> yes, I know. It's that fine line where you're like, I'm not lying. I'm withholding, and you're like, that's <laughs> that's definitely lying. I, I'm just withholding the information. Um, so. Eventually, I find out the guy's name is Rick and slowly get to know him during our weekly pizza exchanges. I didn't want to pry or anything, but I would ask general questions like, where are you originally from and that sort of thing. Yeah. Then, three or so months into free pizza weekly, I ask him, so where are you staying? Which I thought was the least offensive way to ask an unhoused person where they crash. He answered, on South 6th Street. And then he said he's rented a house there for years. He was not unhoused. He said he was just taking a break one day on his walk home from work, and I appeared and showed up and gave him a pizza. He then said he showed up the same... <laughs> he then said, while walking home the next week, just to be funny, he sat down again, and I showed up again. <laughs> 
<laughs> he said he wasn't going to turn down a free pizza oh every week. Oh my god, week. this is amazing. We laughed about it, and it all kind of ended there. I wish I had a better ending, like we opened our own pizza place, but sadly, Rick and I went our separate ways, and my friend no longer managed a pizza hut. <laughs> Love the pod. Hope you use it. Isn't that so oh funny? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I love it's, that. Also, it's just like, hey, man, I'm not going to not take your pizza if you're offering me a free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get it. Like, you know, remember in New York, like, when you had your IT job or when I was working, you know, as a temp or even on a production, like, if you have to catch the 747 F train. Yeah. You see this. You usually get on the same car. Mm-hmm. You usually see a lot of the same people. Yeah. So in some small town, in, Tuca, in Tucumcari, which I'm assuming is a smaller town, I've never heard of it, I bet you do see the same people at the bus station or the whatever. <laughs> so this guy just hedged his bets. I remember, and I probably have talked about this, but years ago and never on a mini-sode, I, yeah. when I was 22, yeah. just moved to New York City, got my first job there, was not making much money. And I would take out, this was 1998, I would take out uh, $20, and then I would have $20 for the night. And that was oh. the amount of money I had for the night. Yeah. So yeah, we'd have yeah, to find yeah. some place cheap that had like 2 or $3 beers and stuff. Yeah, and sure. And then we would always take the, uh, the, the train home at like 4 in the morning. Never took a cab. I had never taken no. a cab in New York City. I was no. like, that is a luxury for the ultra wealthy. I agree. And we get out, and I think I had like I had like five like I only had twenty bucks on me, and it's very very cold, so cold. It's like below twenty, and yeah. a dude walks up and asks for money, and I'm like, mm. oh my god, it's so cold. And I was just like, fuck it. And I like the only money I had was the twenty dollar bill. I was like, here you go, man. Realizing like this meant like I would just have to like You're borrow money night. from people yeah. if I wanted to drink right. or wanted to have food that night, and. Yeah. Uh, and then we continue around. This was right in, on Broadway in Lafayette. We continue around. We get around mm-hmm. to the other side of the block, and he had gone the other direction. He meets us on the other side of the block, and he asks me for money again. Oh, and, you're kidding. And I was like, dude, I just gave you 20 bucks. And he goes, oh, yeah, and then immediately hails a cab <laughs> and gets in it and drives away. <laughs> And I was like, anywhere but here. (laughs) It was like proving to me that, oh, no, I'm definitely going to spend the money on a cab. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so funny. I still give money to people. I still do it. It didn't didn't kill my I just I love I love that that was the response. I want to know, and for our, our Minnesota listening bananas, and this is one that'll be good in six months too, or yeah. a year, whenever these come out for free. Um, does your city do buybacks at bars, which is yes. at least the, the term in New York buyback means if you're drinking draft beers, about your third round third or beer. your fourth round is free. Yes. It's on the house. Always. And, it, and you know, a lot of times it's a shot in a beer special, you get a Boilermaker, but Always, if you're in a good bar and not a, a, a douchey, crappy bar in New York, especially in the boroughs in Brooklyn, you you go with your friends, you meet up, I buy Kurt around, the next round he buys me around, that third round is usually free. Yep. And then you buy a fourth round, and, and then LA does not do it, but no. I'm curious, around the world and around the U- U.S., do bars in your town do 
buybacks regularly because it's a great tradition. It's friendly. It is really friendly. And I, I didn't realize that it was only for beer, but back then it was the only thing I, I only drank beer. So that would explain why I never noticed that it wasn't for other things. Well, how many beers are in a keg? 150 yeah, or something so. like that? Something like that. So it's like, and you know, the spillover, the topping, it's like you're making a lot of money on those kegs, even if beers are four bucks. So yeah, it's just a kind thing to do. I like it. All right. Um, here's another one. And I, this one I'll give a slight, uh, I guess, trigger warning for. It does have blood is mentioned in okay. it. So if anybody's extremely squeamish for blood or in like my, well, injuries, I should say, you know, Skip this part. Yeah. It's not super bad, but it's kind of gross. Okay. Uh, one time when I was a teenager, I was at a house party with my new boyfriend, Bobby. After a few drinks, we went up to my friend's room to fool around. Now, I had no real knowledge base of how to be good at fooling around, as I was pretty new to it. Okay. We've all been there. Yep. I, I mean, we, you have to learn somehow. So we start messing around, and I start giving him a hand job. I think the harder and faster, the better, <laughs> right? <laughs> a tight grip and really go to town like you're punching a bag yes for our for our sexual awakening bananas now do the opposite of what kurt just said i go to town for a while and he seems to be having a fine time we finish up and turn on the lights and we're both covered and i do no, mean covered no, in blood no no Yes. Now, our first assumption was that I was on my period. Oh. Well, we were wrong. It turns out my boyfriend was uncircumcised, and I had ripped oh. the foreskin, giving oh. him this brutal hand job. This is how my boyfriend, at the time, got the nickname Bloody Bobby oh. from his friends. Oh. He ended up making a full recovery and even let me touch it again after that. So, happy ending. Wow. End wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. Like a horror movie. Yes. And then to turn the light. Also, they were in her friend's room. <laughs> this was not. Well, that's high school. I mean, I it's, it's wherever you can find a, get inside of a cardboard box. In high school. <laughs> I remember once, this was like probably the first couple weeks of college when everyone was still like, you're, you're just like wild because you're amped up. You have, you have your own space. You can do whatever the fuck you want in your space. There's no parents. Yeah. I walked into this friend of mine's room and it okay. was like her and her boyfriend were like on the bed. It was a bunk bed situation. We were there to see everybody. We were friends with the roommate too. Roommates just like at her table working. So we're chatting with the roommate and we know okay. that they're in bed together, but they have the, 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 the covers over and they're just talking to us with the cover. Like they have their head out of the covers and they're talking to us. I figure they're just lying in bed. And um, and I don't know why, but then but something happened, and I lifted. <laughs> it, it never has gotten out of my mind. I lifted. They were both very. They both had blonde hair and were very pale. Yes. I lifted the covers from the from their feet um, to like yell at them or something, and I literally just saw a penis going into a vagina. <laughs> But I couldn't, it, they were both so pale and everything was so pink that yeah. I didn't identify it immediately. Like, I, like yes. I immediately dropped it, but it was, it's been burned into my head. This yes. like the pinkest sex that I didn't mean to see at all. Yes. Very and, upsetting. And like they too were too little, casual about it. They were so it. casual about it. They were, they were having sex while we're all having conversation. So I didn't anticipate that to be happening. It just looked like two baby bunnies being birthed it was very upsetting so a guy one of my best friends in college they had to so they so he was a night owl he was one of the the internet was newish 
You know, like people would just stay up on Napster and download every single song they could think of. And his roommate was not that. He was in the band. Uh He was like, you know, I'm sure by 22, he was a father of four. Like he was just like, I go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to take over my family business. But the big thing, so they ended up switching rooms. But then I talked to my friend more later. I was like, oh, that must be nice that you're living with this other dude who's a night owl too and you guys can hang out. He's like, yeah, it's better. He's like, that's actually not why I requested. That's why the other guy asked to request. I, I asked to switch roommates because every morning I was on the bottom bunk. The guy on the top bunk would jerk off no. in the bunk bed. <gasps> and shake, the shake, bed shake, would, shake, shake, would shake, 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 shake. And it would only take a couple minutes, but it was every single morning. Every this morning. guy Every morning he would wake up to the guy whacking off and then the guy would ejaculate and then he would fart and then he would get down <laughs> and take a shower and start his day as a freshman student at the University of Massachusetts. But my friend just was like, I'm a night out too, so I'm going to go live with this other guy. <laughs> I'm a night out. <laughs> but it was completely, and, and then once he told me that, you know, I saw that guy for another semester oh, yeah. and I'm like, you you gotta know. This has got to be part of the the thrill ride for you. Is that you're tempting? Oh, your I, down, you're you're ruining somebody's morning. I don't think so. I think probably at eighteen, bo- like Just boys are such tell. idiots that they don't even have a sense of like personal space at all. Um, it's true. You know? It is true. Well, I once had a woman tell me the hottest thing. She came over to my house once, and she's like, "Your apartment's very hot." Like an like sexy hot. Oh. And I didn't think it was. And she goes, You have a bed. And I go, Yeah. <laughs> a base. And she goes, and it's not just a mattress on the floor. <laughs> and I go, Yeah. She goes, That's hot. <laughs> and I was like, Oh that's boy. Just, that's the twenties. That's your twenties. That's that's your twenties. <laughs> it doesn't cut it anymore. Girl. It doesn't cut it no. anymore. <laughs> you no, have yeah. a bed. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Yes, you should. You are an adult <laughs> man. Adult. You're half dead. You should have it. <laughs> Well, that was uh, a wonderful uh, mini-sode, folks. We do I'm them every see you tonight, Thursday. Right? I'm going to see you tonight, pal. I'm going to yeah, come by for a quick fun. one. Come by for a quick one. That's all I ask. Yeah. There's going to be some cool people there. All right. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> cool cool boy Johnny's there. I hope that guy's Cool boy there. Johnny there. <laughs> Hip Rick. All the cools are there. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, thank you to you, Scotty. Thank you to you, Scotty. Thank you to you, Scotty. Thank you, Curdy B. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.